This is the World Industrial News for Friday, April 15th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part nine of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. Looking at the private sector side, you know, some of the some of the big progress and wins related again to investment was the the GFANS, as it sometimes gets called, but it's the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. And essentially, this was about, you know, banks and asset managers coming together to mobilize $130 trillion to advance net zero. That's a very, very significant amount of money. Is that mainly through technology investment? So that's the next point. How do they deploy it? So they, they've raised these funds. Now they need to, you know, invest it in technologies that will advance, you know, net zero and they need to do it in de- geographies, right? They're going to want to do it in geographies where there's need and, and there's some gaps there. And again, I think that'll be the big focus of the next COP, which will be COP 27, which interestingly is in, will be in Egypt. So there will probably be a, a greater focus on on Africa, on the African perspective in particular. But it's a good example. If you want to talk about renewable energy, it's a country that has abundant renewable energy resources. They've been pretty slow to be able to build and deploy wind and solar, but technology has definitely helped. You know, at Aviva, our software is actually used to manage the it's, it's the world's largest thermosolar plant. It's in Morocco. It's uh, about the size of San Francisco to give you a sense of how big this solar wow. field is. It's got two million mirrors that need to be coordinated and they change direction, you know, according to the sun. And when you're doing renewables at that kind of scale, you know, that's where you really need technology, right, to help you to, through our software, at least they have a a single control pane that allows them, it's hooked up to all the field, to all those two million mirrors that allows them to optimize. It allows them to run analytics, predictive analytics, so they can understand where things are likely to fail. It helps to support them in that uh, that maintenance aspect as well. You know, so that's an example where you know technology is desperately needed. But the flip side, we also need policy. You know, Morocco was very progressive because they had set an ambitious target, and that that field alone provides about six percent of of their um, renewable energy right now. But we need larger policies as well to help electrify. You know, not the just the, you know, I guess, green the grid, not just in Morocco, but across the whole continent. So that's where, again, you need policymakers to come together. And then the private sector can obviously bring the technology that we have and investors can help to fund it. So you kind of need all of the players there to to advance real progress. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Power infrastructure company National Grid is optimistic about its future, despite numerous global headwinds. Earlier this week, the company said it expects Great Britain will have enough natural gas supply to meet demand through September while exporting to Europe. The company's U.S.-based business also appears to be in line with expectations, with significant progress expected on several key renewable projects. Industrial Info is trying more than $11.4 billion worth of active global projects from National Grid, more than 75% of which is attributed to projects in the U.S. 
Canada's federal government plans to expand clean electricity throughout the country by allocating dollars from its most recent budget. President Joe Biden announced on April 12th that the EPA would issue a national emergency waiver to allow distribution of E15, gasoline that uses 15% ethanol, throughout the summer months from June 1st to September 15th. E15 is sold at approximately 2,300 stations nationwide. And India is gearing up to expand its natural gas pipeline network and liquefied natural gas regasification facilities on the back of the government's plans to increase its share of natural gas in the country's energy mix to 20% by 2000. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.